Welcome to today's podcast episode, which is how to manage challenges in your personal relationships. Hello and welcome to the Successful, Sensitive and Intuitive Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Lydia Sophia Wilmsen and I am an intuitive success mentor for sensitive entrepreneurs. In this podcast, I speak about the challenges sensitive and intuitive entrepreneurs face. I offer you new perspectives and solutions, as well as experiences of other entrepreneurs. Plus, I speak about my personal experience of being a highly sensitive person who has successfully built and scaled two businesses. All of that with the goal to make you and your business even more successful in your very unique and authentic way. Have fun and enjoy. I came up with this episode because so very often I talk with my clients not about business related stuff. So I coach them not around business and rather on personal issues, either with their parents, their partner, their kids, like all of that stuff is such a big topic. And today I want to take a little bit of time to go further into this. And actually how to manage challenges in your personal relationships is perhaps not how to best say it. It's better said how to move through personal challenges with your relationships. Because managing sounds rather unemotional and relationships, as we know, is a highly emotional topic. Okay, so what happens? What are challenges that my clients face, that you might face, that I face, that every human being faces and that are super important to obviously attend to because business is always also connected with your personal life. And very often I see this with my clients that issues that arise in your professional relationships, in your business, actually have root causes in your personal relationships. So, of course, if you have issues with your partner, with your parents, all of this shows up in how you show up in your business. So, very often, it is not about the strategy, it's not about what the next step in business is, and it's rather about finding relief and releasing old patterns in your relationships, in your personal area of life, so to say. And this has a huge influx into your business. So very often it's really not about finding the next step and finding the strategy shift and attending to those personal wounds, so to say, that already shifts so much in business. And I want to take a little bit of time today to go further into this. And obviously, as you know me, give you four steps on how to navigate those personal challenges in personal relationships, in your personal life, so to say. Okay, so what are the issues that I usually or that I very often see showing up um, in my clients? Yeah, of course, there are relationship issues. Either they are not in a relationship and they are dating, so it's stuff from the dating world, or it is dealing with um, all the shame, the guilt, the fears when they are not in a relationship and the longing, the yearning and the self-doubt when they are in the dating world or not having a relationship. And if they have a relationship, it's basically the same, just a little bit different. It's all the issues that show up with a partner, the changes over the time with the partner, the feeling seen or not feeling seen by the partner, feeling supported or not supported in business. 
I often have very strong clients who basically have taken on a lot of responsibility also in their personal relationships. So they take on, they don't get enough support in their, like how they see it or how they feel it. And they take on support for everyone else, for their kids, for their partners, for their parents, financial support, emotional support, they do it all. And they are really, for example, in relationships longing for this support, like in intimate relationships, they are longing for this support and being seen and being held. And they very often don't get it. Or another pattern in relationships is that they do all the work also the inner work and they have the feeling my partner do doesn't get me like he or she is not doing the work I'm doing all of this so those are just two common patterns and then when it comes to other relationships for example to parents this is such a big one my clients they come they are high achievers and very often they didn't get the love and the support when they were kids And I will go deeper into this later on, just right now as an overview. And they came up with their very strong personality and the pushing through and the being highly driven personality type, so to say, in order to, yeah, to create this, what they didn't get as a child, like they had the outside validation. And yeah, there often was or still is a lingering pattern of not being seen by the parents. There often has been emotional or even physical abuse. And if the parents are still alive, like how do they deal with them? Or what also is a pattern that their parents had mental health issues or mental illnesses and they became the parent in the relationship. So there was a role reversal that they still have to deal with. I have clients who, whatever, got a notification from one of the parents of something wasn't going well and they took the car or the train and drove for five hours in the moment when they received the message in order to help them out. They left everything they were doing, their own partner, their own like business, all of that stuff and drove in order to fix things for their parent. Or they take on huge financial burdens. I'm speaking 10k and more to pay for their parents' stuff. So there is like a lot of taking on responsibility for the parents. And when it comes to kids, it's a whole different story, obviously. Like if there are difficulties with the kids, how can you navigate this so that you still have your own life while attending to the needs of your kids? Some of my clients really face big challenges when it comes to their kids, either that the kids are in, like that the parents are divorced and the kid is being taken care of by the other partner and or by the ex-partner and seems to go in a very difficult, very dangerous direction. And how do you deal with that? That you know that you can't do a lot about what your child is going through and what direction your child takes. Like, how can you navigate this as a parent? It's one of the most painful things. Or when your kid is going through lots of pain, how can you stay sane and stay like, focused on yourself as well so you that you can still be the best parent for your kid. So those are just a few of the personal challenges my clients go through and you might probably find yourself in in one of the few scenarios I have described now. So now the big question how to manage or better said move through those challenges and keep your business running and keep yourself sane. Okay point number one attend to your own personal well-being. 
attend to feeling better no matter what. You probably know this metaphor of when you're in the plane, get your own oxygen mask on first before you attend to your child or other people around. Because if you don't, after five minutes, you're done, you're gone, you can't help anyone else. So taking care for your own personal well-being first doesn't make you egotistical, doesn't make you self-centered or something like that. It just is the most reasonable thing to do if you want to help other people for a longer period of time, because you will burn out. It might not be that you'd die of um, not having enough oxygen after five minutes, as it would be the case in the plane. No, but you will run into burnout and you, are, you can't be of full support if you are running low yourself. You have to fill your own cup first. Like I have been in that situation. When you get to a place on a physical level that you have a physical and emotional burnout, you're not capable to doing anything anymore. You react in ways you don't want to react because your tolerance for anything negative coming your way or anything challenging coming your way, it's almost like zero. You will react in ways you don't want to react and also that are not beneficial for the situation. So you have to do everything in order to not get there if you want to be of best support to the people around you. So getting yourself into a better place, especially if there is something urgent going on, make sure that you get yourself to a better place first and don't attend to the situation from a very reactive and very negatively charged emotional level yourself. And I will give you in the last point some ideas of how to do that. But really important for you, and I'm being a high achiever and being a very driven person, it really sometimes is difficult to slow down and check in with yourself first. What do I need right now? It is one of the most difficult things when you are used to fixing everything for yourself and all the people around you all the time. You're bam, bam, bam. You're on point. You're on fire. You do the things. And then taking some time out, slowing down and checking in with yourself first is a big thing for you to learn and for all of my clients. To not be super reactive and do something in the moment and rather sit and feel first. Rather sit and slow down first and let solutions arise from a calmer place, from a more relaxed place, from a better feeling place. So whatever you need to feel better, to feel relief, to feel ease, go do that first. The second thing I want to mention is understand your own role in what is going on. Very often we think like, oh, the other person, my partner, my kids, my parents, or my friend. It's always like pointing the finger to the other person. But there are several people involved. It's the other people involved and it's you involved. And what like, the only thing you can take care of is obviously yourself. You can change your own behavior and your own perspective on what is going on. Because usually with those relationships I mentioned, you have a long history going on. A long history of the same patterns running the same ways of how everyone plays his or her role and reacts in a specific way. And you now taking a deeper look and reflecting on those patterns and understanding your own role will give you ideas how to act in a different way and how to change things. 
I already mentioned the high achievers and also the highly sensitive people. What are some patterns I see running obviously through my own life and then through my clients' lives? And this is very general. So obviously when I work with people, we really go into the very specific scenarios. So for now, obviously what I can give you is just a general overview. And if you want more personalized information or more personalized like ideas on where you are at, you know what to do. You can reach out to me and book my Mindset Catalyst call. You have the link in my show notes. So high achievers very often come from a place of... Having grown up, that effort and performance equaled being worthy of love. They didn't grow up in a place or in a space where they were just given love freely. They were given love or they equaled love, the feeling of being loved and worthy of love, when they performed, when they accelerated, when they were better than others, when they had the good grades, when they showed up and didn't make any problems to other people. So what they didn't experience is being worthy of feeling worthy of love, feeling worthy of being accepted and getting all this stuff little kids need to grow into healthy grown-ups is to just feel loved for your own existence, just for your sheer existence. And very often they, they um, grow into a patterning of working hard, working a lot, having one achievement after the other, like crazy achievements from PhDs to lots and lots of high-doted um, roles in their career to other achievements on the personal level, taking care of whole families, making so much money to pay for like the extended family. It's really crazy what, what some of my clients have achieved. And it very often came from a place of validation, seeking outside validation, because they wouldn't feel worthy just for being. They always had to do and work hard and effort and do even more than like beyond, way beyond the average person in order to just get a feeling of self-worth, get a feeling of being worthy of abundance, of love, of all the goodness, whatever they are looking for. Very often also especially with high achievers and highly sensitive people, this people-pleasing mentality. To not shake the waters, to not create conflict and rather look that everything is in harmony because this is what they were longing for so much when they were children. Like they come from a very destabilized place and they had to grow into people-pleasers because this equaled security and safety for them. Make sure you're not being seen and heard. Make sure everything is in like as much as possible in harmony so that you as a little kid stay safe. Especially those um, that come from abusive relationships or abusive uh, backgrounds. And very often highly codependent patterns. And what I already mentioned, role reversals. That the kids have taken on the role of parent and the parents stepped into the role of being the kid. It's like, of course, I could talk much more about this. This is a very short description of what's going on. And then you can see this when they are grown up. As I said, they hear from one parent and they let everything go. They don't attend like nothing. 10 minutes later, they sit in the train or the car and they drive for five hours to take care of the issues of their parent. Like basically stepping into this parenting role. Or 
taking care of all the financial burdens of the parents, like everything, paying tens of thousands every month to take care of the issues the parents haven't fixed themselves or taking care of other needs of the parents. And obviously, without getting all the appraisal and validation they always longed for, it has just become the self-running mechanism. So let me summarize. Understanding your role. That means as a high achiever, as a highly sensitive person, that you might have stepped into equating self-love, self-worth with high achievement and doing a lot and effort and performance. And that you might have stepped into people-pleasing to keep the waters calm, so to say, to not ruffle the feathers or something like that you say in English. Codependent patterns. Really, so often we don't even see this and there are very deep codependent patterns running. Role reversals where you have taken on the role of the, one of the parents instead of being the child and you are playing this out as a grown-up still. Also very often when the father was not part of your life or the mother, you know, like one of them was missing, there are very specific patterns that happen in those kind of early on childhood relationships. So that's point number number two. One was attend to your own personal well-being. Number two was understand your own role. And with that, releasing old patterns. Like first comes understanding the awareness and then obviously releasing those old patterns and creating new healthy, more healthy patterns. The third point then is non-resistance. So difficult, as I already mentioned, for high achievers. Stepping into non-resistance and stepping into non-reaction. Stepping into a place of <sighs> slowing down, breathing first. And what you do then is to, you're playing in the realm of uncertainty. So difficult for people who needed to have control. This not knowing and this, yeah, Being in uncertainty is one of the most difficult things ever. You have to let go of your old behavior of managing everything, of having control over everything. And this very often is the move beyond what you have experienced so far in your personal relationships and how you dealt with challenges in your personal relationships. And from this place of uncertainty, of not knowing, letting new solutions arise. And also, because many of my clients know this, they have played in the realm of expecting the worst, shifting gear and expecting the best, expecting miracles, while, big paradox, detaching from the outcome. Those are all new ways of behaving or first being. It's not actually taking on like doing stuff. It's not doing. It's being first. So non-resistance, embracing the uncertainty and the not knowing, expecting the best, stepping into a place of expecting the best, what usually is a big issue for people who want to have control. And when you grew up in a place where you could only have control through self-sabotage, very often those people keep playing this out in their grown-up adult lives. It's better to make sure To expect the worst because then you're in control and no one basically can take anything from you because you are already expecting the worst and expecting the best is a very big change 
And this is usually something I navigate with my clients for a longer period of time because it's not just like one awareness of like, oh, now I change this. If you have been doing this for 30 years, for 20, 30, 40 years, you need to really create a different, like you have to change on a cellular level and this takes some time. So from that place of non-resistance, of uncertainty or embracing uncertainty as something good, as something where new solutions can arise, this is really a place where miracles can happen. Yeah, and as I said, it's an issue for high achievers because they want to control everything, fix everything and all of that with high speed. I know that. I always want, like, I can be so impatient or I could be so impatient. The same with my clients. Everything needs to be fixed now. And then slowing down and accepting what is going on right now without wanting to find a solution in this second and just accepting what is as your life right now is, can be quite challenging, can be quite difficult. And it's a very crucial important point that's not just a like a side thing like ah oh, yeah and if you have time step into and embrace uncertainty that's a crucial part of learning how to move through difficulties in your personal relationships in a much more profoundly better way or impactful way in the direction you want your life to go and last point is take the next steps. So all the other stuff you see has been attending to your inner being first, to your inner world first. And only then you step into action mode. So difficult. I know, so difficult to not start with action, 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 and then think about and reflect what has been happening and reverse that. Take those next steps, then when you have done the, the other steps, so to say. And this can be manifold. It can be distance. It can be taking distance from the people you have issues with, especially with parents. Some of my clients took a long break with interaction with their parents. It can even be something what ha has to happen in your, in your relationship. It could be talking, a new way of communication. It could be finding solutions together. It could be creating boundaries, not creating distance, but creating boundaries and saying, I'm not available for this behavior anymore. It could be seeing your own part in what is going on or what has been going on and ask for forgiveness and say, I am sorry and changing your own behavior. Very often we are really not aware how we are playing into the whole thing and we think it's the other person and actually it's big part ourselves. And then what is your step to take? It might be something like, hey, I'm sorry, I have caused you pain. I'm going to change this. So the action steps come last. Okay, that's it. And I can't obviously give you more specific action steps because it is so different. Whatever you're facing right now, there might be many different action steps you could take and obviously also depending on your personality and where you're standing, what your issues you're facing, what your patterning has been, that actually for you it could be distance and for another person in the very same scenario it could be the opposite. It could be creating more closeness, it could be creating more intimate relating in that moment. 
So I can't give you the action step here in the podcast. If you want more support and want to hear my ideas around what you are facing right now, you know how to find me. Reach out to me and book a call with me. It's a free call, a non-pressure call. And obviously, when I see that I can support you, then I will tell you how I can support you, in which ways. Okay, that's it for now. Let me know what you think. And I already want to introduce next week's podcast. It's going to be an interview with a multi-passionate entrepreneur. So it's going to be for all of you who are so passionate about many different things and it's difficult for you to navigate what to do next and how to navigate all those different passions you have. So if this is something you have been struggling with and perhaps falling either into procrastination or getting like into overwhelm and burnout because you're doing too many things at the same time, this will be a very important episode for you. So make sure to listen in to next week's podcast as well. Much love to you and until next week. Did you like this podcast episode? Then I would be super, super grateful if you gave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Super helpful. And please subscribe to the podcast and share it with people who you know can benefit from it. You can find all links to my social media profiles, my website and contact form in the show notes. And whenever you're ready to take a next step, and that means you want to live a life of more on all levels, then send me a message with where you want to go and what is keeping you where you are, like what keeps you stuck at the moment. And then I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you for listening and until the next episode, much love to you, Lydia. Lydia.